0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Colby Cast, your place for community and conversation about pop culture and storytelling. In this episode, we've got the gang back together. Nobody's out having to work, nobody's out being responsible adults. We're here to talk about fun stuff. So, without further ado, let's say hello to Caleb. Hello. And say hello to Luke. Hi. So we are, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We've got a jam-packed episode, to be quite honest. Uh, of course, taking center stage will be She-Hulk because the new episode of She-Hulk dropped. Uh, but before we get to talking about She-Hulk, um, I wanted to share a little bit of uh, feedback that we got from our last episode, which was our top five movies. And I'm also going to put you on the spot, Luke, and ask you for your top five movies with little to no preparation whatsoever. But um, before we get to that, I'll give you a little bit of time to get that together. Uh, I wanted to share some tweets of people that sent us their top five movies. And thank you very much for those of you who did so. Uh, the first person that we got a response from was uh, Amy, um, Mrs. Daft Prawn on Twitter, uh, the better half of the Daft Prawns, right, right Frank? Uh, and, and her list goes like this. Her top movie is The Piano, followed by The Truman Show, followed by Babe, then Moulin Rouge, and she said for her fifth spot, it's a rotating slot, uh, which is currently filled by movies called Beasts of the Southern Wild, Monsoon Wedding, or Druk, which is spelled D-R-U-K, and um First of all, I, I fully support the fifth spot being a rotating slot, right? I mean, that's the slot that you're like, no, nah, I think this week I'm feeling the Matrix, not Back to the Future, right, um, from my list. So uh, that is, that's her list. And as I said on Twitter, I apologize, I've never seen the piano. Have either of you guys seen the piano? Yeah. Uh, w- maybe that's something we should, we should check out. Uh, and also Moulin Rouge stars Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he sings. So I think that that's got to be required required watching has anybody seen that movie moulin rouge no. both of you are saying no okay uh so thank you amy for your list uh then frank sent his in and it's as interesting a list as frank is a person in my in my opinion first on his list is a movie called black rain have you guys heard of this movie no. i i have never seen this movie it's it's uh i don't know what year it came out but it is an older movie so let's say late 80s Early 90s, starring uh, Michael Douglas. Um, and he it looks like he's fighting... I watched the trailer, and this is something I'm definitely going to watch. It looks like it's something um, that he's fighting the, the Yakuza in Japan. So, I mean, guns and swords, motorcycles, and 80s hairstyle. I'm there. i got to watch this movie. His second on his list is Captain America Civil War. Third is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Fourth is Aliens, the special edition from 1991. And the fifth one is Blade Runner. And he um, added a little bit of a, of a, he added an asterisk and said subject to change, which I think is totally fair. And he also said all of the Star Wars movies were left out because they have their own list, <laughs> which I think is wonderful. That's a wonderful cop-out, Frank, that I that I tried to take, but I just didn't. Um, and then Leo, uh, our friend from Florida, he tweeted his list as well, and he also said it was another great episode, and here's his top five movies, so thank you, Leo, for the compliment. Uh, Number one, Shawshank Redemption. I think I know somebody uh, that may have had that also in his uh, number one. Number two is Empire Strikes Back. Number three is Seven. Number four is E.T., and number five is The Matrix, with honorable mentions going to Rocky, Inception, and Pulp Fiction. And when I saw this tweet, my jaw hit the floor, and I couldn't I cannot forgive myself for forgetting Rocky on my list. Uh, it probably wouldn't have made the fi- top five, but it definitely should have been an honorable mention. so I want to apologize to everybody that has ever had anything to do with Rocky or any of the Rocky franchise. I love it all. I just forgot. it just I just I
1: completely forgot. so:
2: It makes up for it because we have a dog named Rocky, so
1: Did you know that I coach a kid whose dad? co-wrote or helped write Pulp Fiction and then was somehow taken out of and given no credit for the movie. I believe that you have mentioned that to me and
0: that's a travesty. Um, So maybe we should ask him if he wants to come on the
1: show. I asked the kid today if it's true that his dad helped write Pulp Fiction and he goes, what's that? And I said... (laughs) Maybe it's a good thing that a 14-year-old doesn't know what Pulp Fiction is yet, but I'm sure you're going to go through a phase where you watch a lot of movies like that very soon. He goes, have you ever seen the movie Screwdriver? And I said, no. And he goes, that was my dad's first movie. And I said, is it good? He goes, I don't know, I've never seen it. (laughs) So we need to Google Screwdriver. I've never heard of
0: it. I don't know what that movie is, but we should check it out. Um, And I mentioned Leo. And I wanted to also let everybody know that Leo was our winner of our ColbyCast contest, where we gave away a Vader shirt and a Jabba the Hutt pin, and some other good stuff in celebrating uh, to celebrate our 50th episode as well as cracking 100 followers on the Twitter. So congratulations to Leo! Why are you laughing? Why do you laugh at me when I call it the Twitter? It's it's just that's just what I do.
2: Because it's on internet. <laughs>
0: the interwebs (laughs) uh so yes leo congratulations your prize package is on its way uh and i hope you enjoy all of it and thank you as always for your support you're always a big supporter of the podcast out there so thank you very much leo and hope you enjoy the stuff um last thing before we get to she hulk Wanted to let everybody know um, that we just need we need to take a moment and just shout out to the world because this last week or so uh, has been sort of exciting for us because we've been getting some new listeners and they are in other places of the world. It's outside of North America for a long time. You know, the majority of the listeners are United States. Uh, for a few months now, we've we've had some listeners in the United Kingdom, so that was exciting. Um, actually, Canada, our uh, neighbors to the north, um, were, it was the, they, that was the first cu- country outside of the United States where someone listened to the Colby cast. But just in the last couple of weeks, we've had people in Belgium, Sweden, Germany, Austria, and Australia listen to the podcast. And More than anything, I just think it's super cool and wanted to thank everybody uh, that is listening out there and say hello and thank you very much for listening to our podcast. We hope you're enjoying it and we hope that you continue to listen and tell a friend or tell five friends and, uh, you know, bring them along for the ride. Caleb, did you want to say something?
2: Sounds like you're building a a pyramid scheme. (laughs) Bring in a friend who brings in another friend who brings in two friends. pretty soon yeah but there's i mean pyramid schemes
0: no that's not what this is that's not what this is <laughs> <laughs> so again thank you all if you're listening and you're and you're in these these countries uh far far away from us um you know i'm an 80s kid where we used 10 cans and string to talk to each other uh and now we're talking into a microphone putting it out on the interwebs, and people all over the world are listening to it. And it's a really cool, really, really cool um, thing for me personally, and I really appreciate everybody out there that is supporting the show. So with all that being said, let's talk some She-Hulk. She-Hulk episode four dropped, uh, and I would love to hear what you guys have to say about it. Caleb, let's start with you.
2: I'm enjoying the lawyer show. I love it. My favorite part, and it's just a dumb part to be my favorite, was Jen's super long list of to-dos on her computer. (laughs) And she just goes straight to the bottom and checks it off. And then I just imagine her kicking her feet up and be like, yeah, I'm pretty productive for the day. I'm good. Because everybody has lists. I work at a law firm. I have a very long list of things I need to do. I check one thing off and I'm like, yeah, I'm good.
0: I'm done for the day. Uh, So, Luke... For those who may not have heard, uh, which I'm actually looking at Caleb because I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Luke and I had a really interesting conversation about She-Hulk last week when you were off working and doing all of your your important lawyer stuff. Uh, We had a wonderful conversation, and I'm going to now turn to Luke and ask because he's he's not enjoying the show. He's not a huge fan. So I'm going to ask him now. What, what did you think? How did you like episode four?
1: Everybody, s- buckle your seatbelts. If you're a gambling man and you're looking for some really, really good odds with a really high payout, bet on me liking the show by the end of it because those odds are getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> um, that, like, look, I'm, I don't want to record an episode of me just talking about how much i dislike the show and what i dislike about the show because that doesn't feel productive because it, it's not <laughs> yeah exactly and i don't but i don't feel like the show is like i want to ask why did they make this show what, what was the thought process behind not i i understand the approach that they were taking to the show But how does this fit into the MCU? Like, how does this push the plot forward at all? And if not, then why spend millions of dollars to make a show, especially when it has such a niche audience, I guess? Because I don't think it's being particularly well-received by other people, too. And not to say that you should be making things to please the crowds and appease the masses and whatnot. But I don't know. It's just it's not for me.
2: Not every episode of Disney Plus shows can be Endgame or No Way Home. <laughs> not everything needs to push the needle. Not everything needs to be cameo galore. I think I like the show because it has its cameos, it has its nods, it has Wong, who's hilarious, yeah. but it's 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 not supposed to be Thanos coming into the courtroom. Like that's not what the show is. And that's why I like it. Because I think everybody is still getting over the Endgame caliber movie mm. and expecting Marvel to stay at that plateau, like, that to be the new norm, when that's not it. I think people need to, like, readjust their, their expectations and remember, like, remember how the original um, Avengers movies came out. That was not well-received. A lot of people didn't like certain Iron Mo- Iron Man movies and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. but now there's more of it, and not every character is going to be a, a Spider-Man-level character. That's why in the comics there are, there are millions of them. There are just so many. Yeah. And now for them to have sort of like a, a different platform instead of just having movie after movie where you're dropping one character in for 15 minutes of screen time in a two-and-a-half-hour movie, now you're being able to bring in People like, but what is her name? Titania?
0: The the villain, quote-unquote? Yeah,
2: Titania. Yeah, Titania. She would never made it into a film. Like, that's not how it would have been in past phases, but I like that you're able to bring those things in now and have a fun and sort of quirky show about it. I love everything that they've done in this last episode and so far. I'm not difficult to please, but I also don't have high expectations. But I still don't think that... The show deserves any sort of, like, slander.
1: I am difficult to please. <laughs> yeah. and, and, I, and
0: you also said, I think, and I quote last week, um, I'm right and you are wrong. <laughs> 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 Which, of course, is super sarcastic and, and tongue-in-cheek. But, yeah, I, I, um, I think you bring up some very good points, Caleb, and a lot of those were we discussed uh, last week. Um, about how yeah Disney Plus gives Marvel the opportunity to do weird stuff different stuff and sort of to your point Luke you asked who is this show for I don't know I really don't know but I'm enjoying it and I think it's a fun it's a fun thread in the tapestry that Marvel is is you know making I don't know how how do you make a tapestry do you tapest it I, I, a thread in the tapestry that they are Quilting, I don't know.
2: You buy it on Amazon.
0: You buy a tapestry on Amazon. Or you ask uh, Kevin Feige to make a tapestry. Uh, But yeah, so... And that's the fun part about Marvel because, again, here's my obligatory... I have not read a lot of comics. I don't come from a comic book background. But they have all kinds of different comics with all kinds of different tones and all kinds of different points. And... The MCU is now to that point where they're able to, you know, dip their toes in different water and make a show like um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was sort of like a political thriller almost, right? Um, WandaVision, that was just weird, right? And it was weird on purpose and, and weird in a way that I really enjoyed it. And... They're trying different Marvel stories in different genres, and Disney Plus gives them the ability to do that, and that's what She Hulk is. Is this is just another, um, another uh, experiment with um with Marvel characters, and I personally am loving every minute of it. I think it's like it's funnier every week. And um, oh, Caleb, I think you wanted to say something. I, I I'll give you the mic, and then I'm gonna ask Luke what we talked about earlier.
2: I actually have a question for Luke. Why? So what's the difference between, like, Taika's take in Thor versus a lighthearted She-Hulk writing, in your opinion?
0: You're going to have to listen to the last episode if you want that answer because because (laughs) we talked about it, right?
2: But I want specific to, like, episode four. I thought it was more She-Hulk being on her own I love that she's being served at the end, mm. being trademarked for a name that, that she doesn't even too. use or doesn't even like, yeah. and I thought that was that was joking and silly and yeah. sort of tongue in cheek, like you said, versus stuff that happened in like Thor. Well, like, what? Where do you draw that line?
1: I mentioned this in the last episode, and I, I this is the best way I can come up with it, the best way I can put it into words. I think. Thor, Love and Thunder, and Taika Waititi's humor is making fun of itself. I don't think She-Hulk is making fun of itself. I think it's making fun of a sort of genre and a sense of humor and a sort of side of our society Well, like, sort of being the same as it, right? Like, it's making fun of, like, the cheesy sort of um like the annoying dating life of a 30 year old right and but like it is that same type of humor that that same sort of pop that everybody really enjoys because marvel and disney are like two of the biggest conglomerates in entertainment right now so i feel like it's sort of trying to make fun of a certain Sense of humor and whatnot, while still being that. So I don't think it's it's trying to make fun of something else while being that. And I don't think it's like as self aware as Taika Waititi's humor. But I don't know. I just Taika's got to... he just knows how to push my buttons. Because he's your guy, my boy.
0: Your your boy Taika. Uh, so my my thought on on basically that your question, Caleb. Is is just that right? He what what Luke just said, and the truth of the matter is, is that not everything's going to be for everybody, right? So it's something that I laugh at. It's something that you're laughing at, and I think the tone and the sense of humor, it's just not up Luke's alley because he likes, uh, he just doesn't like fun things. <laughs> uh, but we're going to go ahead and move on to the the challenge that I gave Luke. I asked I asked Luke. To share something, I I have two thoughts on on She-Hulk, but I'm going to reserve them after I ask Luke to share the challenge that I shared with him, which is tell me something or tell me what you liked about episode four
1: specifically about She-Hulk. Okay, I, I don't know if this is like specific to episode four because she's been doing it all along, but I love when she breaks the fourth wall.
0: So you're talking about Jen- Jennifer Walters?
1: Yes. Okay. I, I really like when she breaks the fourth wall. It, it's so it's different than the way Deadpool does it, but you know it's, it's funny. It's, it adds a sort of... It makes it really different because there's a lot of shows like with that sense of humor already and with that sort of uh, tone, but very rarely do people break the fourth wall like that. So I, I think that's pretty funny. I also like Jennifer Walters as a character. I like She-Hulk. I like Jennifer Walters. I think she's going to fit really well into the MCU. But I just I don't like the characters around her. I feel like every character in the show is like... You know what it felt like? I just thought of this. In WandaVision, where everybody is like being mind-controlled... Uh, <laughs> and you're just like, okay, well, you're clearly being fake. This isn't you. That's how I feel about every single character in the show, or almost every single character in the show so far. I'm sorta of just waiting for them to like snap out of it and like be normal people.
0: That is an interesting observation, and I, I, I sort of see what you mean there, because a lot of the characters in the show are um what are the uh what what's the word? That I'm looking for, uh, they're they're like a they're like a trope. Each character is like a trope, you know, like a story tell a storytelling trope. But I, I I don't know what the word is. It's 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 evading me, unfortunately. But um, I guess in a way that each character is somewhat cliche. Uh, but I'm enjoying that, and I think they're supposed to be that. Uh, and you did also mention that you think Nikki is funny. Her friend, the Paralegal, right? You think that Nikki is funny? Yeah, she's it's cool. Yeah, she makes me laugh. I don't know what it is. Every time, every, there's something in each episode that she does or says that just that makes me crack up. Um, so uh, I like the fact that you like Jennifer Walters. I, I agree with you. I think she's a cool character. And I'm looking forward to seeing how she's going to fit into a bigger MCU uh, storytelling. You know, is she going to make some appearances in any in, 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 in movies uh, and that kind of stuff? So I'm looking forward to seeing where the character goes. Um, Two thoughts I had on this episode specifically is number one, it's one word and it's Wonger. <laughs> I just love the fact that that character, Madison, calls him Wonger. And it's really because of our history, because we have a dear friend of our family and an ex teammate of yours, Caleb, Andrew Wong. Which you know maybe you should reach out to him and say hey listen Andrew we were talking about you on the Colby Cast because everybody called him Wonger now every single time I hear Madison on She Hulk say Wonger to Wong I just crack up because I think of Andrew Wong and he's an awesome awesome dude who comes from an awesome family so that I just think was endlessly funny and uh, to start to start out that character Madison was a little bit annoying to me but as the the the, the show went on. I just, I just start cracking up more and more because she's such the opposite of Wong, and but now Wong has a buddy to watch Sopranos and to spoil things for.
2: Not buddies, besties.
0: They are besties. You're absolutely right. That is that is them, in a nutshell, besties. Um. So yeah. So we got to see a little bit of um more legal drama with uh, Jin serving a cease and desist to that fake uh, magician guy. And which was a fun story. It was fun, but there's, yeah, I don't think there's. I don't have too much to say about that storyline, except that uh, they referenced something called the the Mystic Castle, where uh, actually in Los Angeles we do have a place called the Magic Castle, where it's a very exclusive place. You have to be a member and stuff, right? Uh, and um, you can go and see magicians perform and stuff. But uh, yeah, I've never been there, but I know it exists. It's in Hollywood. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to share. Um, before I get any more of your guys' thoughts on She-Hulk, is this episode I think, especially with the dating storyline, I think it really doubled down on the fact that Jen it's sort you know, Jen is feeling it, right? She's not too happy that she is now this She-Hulk, which is getting all this attention, but Jennifer Walters is being left in the shadows or being left behind and i think this episode was really effective at showing that that um aspect yeah but also that that fight that she's that internal struggle that she's having uh and in a 30 minute funny lawyer show you know the fact that they're able to show that there's a little bit of conflict going on now in in jen's life um is interesting to me, and I don't know how much more of the show is going to deal with that. We've got, we still have five more episodes, which I'm really happy to say, because it's going to be a total of nine episodes. Um, and we'll see, you know, if she's going to make it to a place where she's, where she can find a happy place between Jennifer Walters and She Hulk. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a little bit sad to see Jennifer being left behind by the world, really. Because everybody's just more interested to see She-Hulk, um, so all in all, I was again really entertained by the episode. I thought it was very funny, and I look forward to seeing it every week. I, I like I said last week, I called it fresh and refreshing, and a different, uh, a different aspect or a different perspective on the MCU. So I look forward to it every week because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh a lot. So uh, anybody else have any final thoughts on She-Hulk before we move on?
2: Yeah, I I sort of think of the show is it's coming from like the reverse angle. It's different angles of different things. They don't have necessarily time or interest in the past to visit like things like the laws that go into being a superhero. <laughs> okay. And now they even followed it that much further down the rabbit hole of a superhero's dating life. And I just thought it, like sort of to what you were saying where Jen is now on Matcher, which I think is another <laughs> very funny play on yeah. real word stuff. Um, where she's not getting any matches and the one that she got was just this dud right yeah. um and then now she's like "Ah, let me just give in to nikki and make a she-hulk matcher right and all of a sudden it's just popping off right and then she is now sort of like this phenomenon right yeah and now she's on this dating app so she's just getting all sorts of stuff i never thought of it that way and i never thought of like her going and being She-Hulk on the entire date and then going back to her place. And and now she's in superhero form snatching a, a sweatshirt be- from the attractive guy that yeah. she just, quote-unquote, accidentally uh, spilled wine on and all yeah. that different stuff. Um, but that's just not something I would have thought of in the past. There's love interest like Captain America, right? He had his love interest, but you yeah. never see them going on dates or anything like that. So seeing this in that like sort of reverse angle, um, I really liked it. I also really liked the end with um with what what's what was her name? Madison? Madison, yeah. Madison and Wonger. With,
0: and with two N's and a Y where it doesn't belong or something
2: like that. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh but now they're just like hanging out and talking about different kinds of drinks. You're the sorcerer supreme, bro. Stay sober. You never know what's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> I think he will, but I don't think Madison will. Uh, I trust Wong, and I, I I thought it was very funny the whole spoiler the the running joke of the spoilers that was really good stuff. Uh, all right, so She Hulk, uh, waiting for for more next week, and there is still there is there's still that one scene in the uh, in the trailer that we haven't seen quite yet, which has to do with a certain other lawyer from another coast whose initials are two Ms. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just Matthew trying not to say not Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is in Loki. He plays um, Mobius. That's Matthew McConaughey, right?
1: No. I know it's not. <laughs> that's Tomater. No,
0: it's Tomater. <laughs> it's not Tomater. <laughs> it's um, it's, it's oh, Stanley. Gosh. That's that's the actor that plays Stanley in Cars. Now we've completely gone off the rails. Yeah. No, it's Lightning McQueen, man. Yeah. Oh, what's it? What does he do? What does the internet make fun of what? Wow. Wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. So to bring it back on track here. Um,
1: track like a racetrack, like cars. <laughs>
0: track like a racetrack, like cars. That, uh, that, is, uh, that is raced on by Tomator and Lightning McQueen?
2: Can I just say that it's Owen Wilson? It's not Matthew McConaughey. Like, that was bothering me.
0: Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. So Lightning McQueen is Matthew McConaughey, but Mobius is Owen Wilson?
2: in a different multiverse
0: yeah the multiverse of madness so let's talk about disney plus day it was disney plus day and the whole bunch of cool stuff uh dropped on the disney plus i found out about it through the twitter um (laughs) uh, but first first and foremost i want to talk about the andor footage that they released on Disney Plus day on Disney Plus. This also happened to be the footage that was in IMAX. So if you went to go see um, Rogue One in IMAX that came out a couple weeks ago, maybe last weekend, they showed like an advanced screening and a little bit of. Um, well, they basically showed what they released today uh, in the on the IMAX screen. So we got that little featurette. Um, what did you guys think? And what is this done for your? Excitement level or expectations of Andor coming up here in, you know, not too long on September 21st.
2: I am looking forward to it because Rogue One is just a fantastic film. And now we're going to be able to get more real history, which they talk about in that extended clip. Um, but I just, I didn't realize the plot line they were going to go with, right? You see Andor in the trailers that they'd released some time ago and they just keep using the same line where it's just the bad guys are just fat and happy and yeah. they don't care. They're not even going to, like, bat an eye at some rebellion, right? But now you see it in this extended clip where now it's, okay, I'm trying to recruit you. You don't think I'm trying to recruit you. You're very standoffish. You don't trust anybody. But I know way more than you know that I know, right? Yeah. Um. But I just thought in that trailer, it sort of, to me, set the tone for... A lot of the episodes to come, because nothing about Rogue One is light. It's you know it's going to be heavy, and I'm glad that they're not steering away from that in Andor, because there's no reason to.
0: Yeah, Tony Gilroy is the person that's behind this, and he was uh, a big part of Rogue One, who and he was also a big part of the Born, uh, the Jason Bourne movies. Um, not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, and so he's an intense writer. He's an intense filmmaker. And I think it seems like he's on a mission to make this as intense as he can to match the intensity of Rogue One. If you listen to his words that he said in the in the interview portion of that clip, uh, and just in interviews in general, he really wants to make this. Um, like the ground level Star Wars about the, a revolution. they're not even to really talking about a rebellion as much as they're talking about a revolution. Luke, what did you think about the footage?
1: Looks awesome. It looks it it's reminds me so much of Rogue One and I'm so excited because I love Rogue One. It's such a good movie, and it's definitely a different approach to the empire than what we're used to. Because we're so used to... Like, we see a lot of it in Rebels, where those stormtroopers and that empire sort of different than what you get in the originals. And then Rogue One, they're a little bit more intense. But here, it's completely different. And I'm really excited to see that.
0: I was so impressed with the scene that they showed where uh, Diego Luna and Stellan Skarsgård are talking and they're basically going through like a transaction right like he's gonna get paid for that little cube that he had um they're so intense and we've said the word a couple times already but diego luna when he's casting Andor, he is intense like he is selling it and i it makes me it's so exciting to me uh to see more of andor and to see where he comes from and why he has that intensity and it's also very interesting to me that he doesn't know who this person is, right? This guy, Skarsgård, is the actor. He knows who uh, Cassian Andor is. He knows things about him. And it's really, really agitating Cassian because he doesn't... He's like, "Why? who are you? Why do you know what you know about me? And then just that section of it was really... Um, was really captivating to me but then the action started right so then the shooting starts and then all these just the whole direction or the whole planning of that whole space and the things that are you know all this chain all these chains are hanging on to this heavy equipment and it starts flying around you know the couple minutes that we got to watch it I was like I was so drawn in so if they You know, it looks like they've cut something out of that scene. Something it's because it sort of like goes to black and then it comes back. So I don't know if they've cut something out, and if they did, then I thank you for not spoiling whatever it is that you cut out. But overall, it's I'm really excited, and I I love Rogue One. I love the characters in Rogue One. I think uh, Cassian Andor is a complicated and interesting character. But when they announced that they were making a series out of for this character, it's sort of I just. I just sort of sat back and went, hmm, interesting. And, and I'm a wait-and-see kind of person. I, I never really jumped to, like, oh, this is interesting or not. Maybe some things are going to get me hyped up, like Obi-Wan Kenobi or something. But this character or this show, I just sort of thought to myself, okay, we'll see what happens. But now I'm, like, sort of sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for this, this thing to drop. And to know that they've filmed, I don't remember how many episodes this first season is supposed to be, but we... They've already been openly talking about a second season and the whole structure. It seems like it's so well planned. I'm super excited for it. So I'm glad to hear that you guys are excited and and interested uh, and that you like the footage too.
2: What I've read and slash heard is 12 episodes for this season and 12 for the next one. So that's a lot of stuff that they're going to be going through. Whether it follows Cassian through the whole thing, I would love that. Or if it sort of uses him as sort of like a, transport if you will so it follows him until it breaks off into a different storyline i think they'll have enough time to and they're talking about they have a a, like a a good length of time to explain history going on in that time i think it's a perfect setup for them to do it and who knows if that second or third whatever their plan is to do that storyline breaks off into its own thing and meets back up with andor I no matter what it is, I'm not going to try and anticipate it, but I think it's going to be not only like white knuckling the end of the sofa or whatever seat you're watching the 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 show on, but I also think it's just going to be high paced in that same regard.
0: Yeah, I agree, especially cuz this guy was behind the Bourne movies and those things were those things were just fast moving tense stories from beginning to end. Uh so if this is going to be sort of a Jason Bourne type of thing in the Star Wars universe, boy, oh, boy, that's exciting for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to doing... Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad we have a podcast <laughs> because the show's coming out. We get to talk about it for seemingly 10 weeks, right, because it's 12 episodes and they're dropping the first three episodes on September 21st. So um, we're looking forward to that. Other And other news on Disney Plus Day... I was looking through, and there's this thing. I didn't watch it because I, I didn't have time, but I, I want to do it when there is time. There was this thing on the banner on Disney+. Plus. It's called Remembering. I don't know if you guys have saw it or not when you were flipping around, but it's uh, it looks like it's listed as a fantasy, but it's only like eight minutes long, so it's a short of some sort. It's starring Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, because her face is on the banner. But then... It has a, like a website to go to. It says uh, Disney Plus subscribers can experience this augmented reality. And I'm sure that you can get your phone out and go onto the website that is, uh, that's up there on the banner and probably have, you know, be able to see things, you know, through your phone, through the AR uh, in your living room or wherever you're watching. Of course, this probably wouldn't work if you're watching something on your phone uh, like somebody that we keep talking about, but that's just another running joke here. Uh, yeah, so remembering. Uh, anyway, I wanted. To, I thought it would be fun to play a real quick game, uh, and I'm going to call this game Are You Going to Watch It? So your answers are yes, no, or maybe. Simple as that. So I'm going to list off a few things that uh, dropped on Disney Plus Day. And you guys tell me yes, no, or maybe if you're going to watch it. The first thing coming up, the first one on the list is Pinocchio. Maybe. No. Yes. I'm going to watch it. Okay. No commentary. I said this is going to be fast. Go ahead. Is it live action or what is it? Tom Hanks is Geppetto. Yeah, your face says it all. Tom Hanks is Geppetto. What? Maybe change it to maybe okay based on tom hanks um tom hanks is geppetto and yeah it's like it's a live action of course it's got you know animation and stuff so uh i watched the trailer i think it looks excellent and tom hanks is like a real life shapeshifter. I, I don't know how he looks different so drastically different on so many okay so so we've got uh two maybes and a yes for pinocchio there are there's a new series They're animated shorts, and it's called Cars on the Road. And yes, it's Cars with Matthew McConaughey playing... (laughs) It's Cars, so it's got Lightning McQueen and Mater. Uh, Cars on the Road, I think there's eight or nine episodes, and they're also animated shorts. Yes. No. Maybe. I'm going to go with maybe. I enjoy Cars. I enjoy Mater. Um... But I just haven't, I just sort of haven't jumped on the animated, like the animated shorts, except for uh, I Am Groot. Uh, In general, I just don't think about watching them. I'm not sure why.
2: We talked about this in the past with Pixar. Like, I love the shorts. I'm going to love these too. Like, even if they're bad, they're eight minutes long with credits. So I'm not expecting it to be bad. I also love Tomator, like, just in general. So if he's in it, I'm in it. They also have other shorts in the past with Mm. just following Mater around, so. What did you say?
1: The Ghost Light.
2: (laughs) Yes, that was very funny. Uh,
0: Okay, so we've got um, a yes, a no, and a a maybe uh, for Cars on the Road. Next one is a a five-minute animated short, The Simpsons' Welcome to the Club.
2: Do I have to say yes, or is there something higher than yes?
0: Yeah, I knew you were going to say yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I'll watch it because they've been very funny. These Simpsons shorts that have come out since Disney acquired Fox have been very funny. And apparently this is uh, Lisa running around wanting to be a princess, but she she runs into a bunch of Disney villains. That's what it looks like anyway from the, the banner that I watched. Um, I'm just going to say yes right off the bat, and it's a thousand yeses, but this one is called Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return, and it's an hour-long documentary about the making of Obi-Wan Kenobi, so yes, yes a thousand yeses
2: for me yes, but I'm also going to say maybe because that's a long
0: (laughs) an hour is long
2: compared to the shorts that I just said yes to? It's
0: Ewan McGregor who's that? That's Obi-Wan Kenobi,
2: who's
1: that?
0: Ewan McGregor plays Tomator (laughs) (laughs) and Hayden Christensen plays Lightning McQueen
1: Oh, that's
0: Matthew, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey plays the fifth brother. The fifth brother. Um, so you are saying maybe to Obi
1: Wan uh, thing? Okay, maybe. I am not. I am not really into like the behind the scenes stuff that much. I get it.
0: It's not for everybody. I, I really love that stuff, and I know that. Um, I know that I failed as a father because I haven't made you guys love it too. So
2: I'd rather just listen to you tell me about
0: it. I do give good recaps. Definitely give good re- recaps. Uh, all right, last one on the list for our short little game here is Thor: Love and Thunder. No. <laughs> you You
2: just sat there looking at me. So, what is your answer? I'm trying to make for the door before I give my right. answer. Um, no.
0: You, so you're gonna pass. Okay, Luke. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you're gonna.
1: You've already watched it. I'm sure you probably watched it three times. Already. No, but I just saw that it was on Disney Plus today and yes i will be watching it because we're recording this on disney plus day also we need to point out that if there ever like a long awkward pause or something it's because we still haven't fully grasped the fact that you can only hear us you can't see us <laughs> so when there are long pauses of silence it's probably because we're staring at each other because something or someone said or did something dumb mm-hmm.
0: That's very likely, and we should probably we should get crickets. We should get like cricket sound effects.
2: I agree. Uh, one thing I heard about Thor: Love and Thunder is that you can bully Marvel because they fixed Axel's like um, his CGI. No. They fixed it so it's like more of like a shoulders up and not just like a blob of his nose. Remember when he's showing up when when Thor is trying to talk to them when he's when they're first captured, all the the kids of Asgard and it's just like it looks like just his face they've now fixed it so it's like his head's moving and you can see his eyes and sort of his shoulders up. So yeah, keep bullying Marvel. <laughs> I don't want to
0: talk about CGI anymore in any capacity. Um I I think I'm going to I think I'm going to watch Thor Love and Thunder. So my answer is going to be yes I, with a caveat. I don't know when. Um because I want to I want to give it another try. I want to see if what i saw in that first viewing is really what is there and i still stand by my opinion that there's like three movies going on and that they, they get it together in time to finish strong and for me that's important but the first parts of it are what sort of missed for me and i want to see if it, if it's really if it's really there or am i just you know, it, 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 or what's really going on with that. So, yes, I'm going to watch Thor, Love, and Thunder. I just won't commit to win. Um, haven't watched Multiverse of Madness, though, but it's been sitting there ready to watch uh, on Disney+. Plus. So I, I think I would like to watch that one again as well. Because um, hindsight is 2020, right? So, to finish things off here, uh, this is a little bit of a left turn outside of... Um... Oh, two things. That's right. Thank you for, for reminding me. Uh, before we go to the last thing, Luke...
1: You have your list ready of your top five movies. Go for it. Just to clarify, it's not my top five movies. It's the top five movies. <laughs> okay. Number one, The Fighter with Tom Hardy. Wait,
0: that's number one on your number list?
1: Number one, my favorite yeah, movie. Okay. Excellent movie. If you haven't watched it, turn off the podcast. Go, listen, go watch it.
0: You can
2: wait until it's done. You don't have to turn it
1: off. No, Now.
2: Is that the one where their brother's fighting?
1: Yes. And it, I I can relate to it because the younger brother is significantly stronger than the <laughs> older brother. Um, number two, Dead Poet Society. Love me some Robin Williams. Number three, Miracle. Number four, Airplane. <laughs> and number five, which I think a lot of people can agree rotates a lot... I think right now I'm going to go with the Dark Knight Rises. Very solid list.
2: As you can see, Luke is delusional frequently. There's no way that is, his comments about strength are are <laughs> accurate. So I wouldn't take his top five list at anything more than just skin off your teeth.
0: Um, and that's the second time Airplane has made a Colby Cast list. Um... It was also on your comfort movies list, wasn't it? Was it on your comfort movies list? We talked about Airplane in in that episode, but was
1: it on the list? I think so. In reality, this podcast is just about the Hawkeye musical, Rogers the Musical, (laughs) cars, and airplane. Those are the three things that keep us going.
0: Rogers the Musical starring Matthew McConaughey.
2: No, don't, please, Disney, don't do that. Uh, And How I Met Your Mother references. We do that all the time. Speaking of, not even trying to segue myself, Madison was her name in the episode? With two N's and a Y. Okay, I really don't care about that part. (laughs) But uh, she just reminded me of the episode in How I Met Your Mother where this just woo girls. (laughs) She was the definition of a woo girl. There was even
0: a woo woo girl joke in She-Hulk this week because um, Jen woo-hooed uh, when she opened like case brief, case briefing is that what they're called? And then uh, Nikki looked at her and said did you just woo-hoo a case briefing? <laughs> that, that was funny. So last order of business today was the is the uh, Glass Onion trailer came out. Uh, so where do you guys stand on Knives Out? How did you like that movie? And what's your uh, what, what were your thoughts on the Glass Onion trailer? And um what are you, are you into this? Are you going to be in front of Netflix watching this when it releases? It still doesn't have a release date, but it is going to be released on Netflix, so are you going to be in front of Netflix to watch it?
2: Can you give me a geographic location to where Netflix is, please?
0: Yes, it's uh, actually right here to my left um, because it's available on a computer. It's also in my hand. It's available on the phone, and it's also available like just 20 steps that way in the living room on that lovely TV that I like to watch things on and not watch things on my phone. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Glass Onion trailer, Netflix, Knives Out, Benoit Blanc, Ryan Johnson, creator of The Last Jedi. What are you guys' thoughts? How do you like it?
1: What are you thinking about this movie? I liked Knives Out. It was cool. There were a lot of cool characters, and I like not knowing who the main villain is or who the actual villain is or whatever. Because it's cool to have a movie that's actually going to keep you on your toes for the for the most part. And I wh- what is a glass onion? Uh, it's
0: uh, it's a thing you put on your coffee table.
1: I. Don't know. I don't know what a glass onion is. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that's who you came up with. If you said it with a little more confidence, I would have believed you.
2: I'll keep that in. But,
1: but the Beatles have a song called The Glass Onion. I'm so there must be it. some sort of correlation. I like
2: Daniel Craig more than just for the 07 James Bond movies, but I just I never heard him with a not, like a country accent like he has in Knives Out and now in this one. So, even though I did enjoy the first one, I'm still getting accustomed to hearing him in a different accent. I also think from a logistical t- standpoint, the movie's genius because you're following around an already well established actor in this role, and he was he, the first movie did really well, and everybody loves a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. They mention it in in a uh, in the trailer but you can put a giant or a tiny unknown cast around Daniel Craig in this role and it's going to do well. It's only going to do that much better when you add a million people's favorite actor as a supporting role or whatever it is, but I just I think it's really really well done and they can do a million more movies as long as Daniel Craig wants to continue to play this role because he's just he's not just the detective because it's sort of all stemming from him, right? But if you just do it in more unique ways and not to say that it's not unique because that's not what I'm saying when I say more unique, but I say additional unique ways in other films, um, it's going to do really well. I'm looking forward to it because they call it a murder mystery and I've already mentioned that, like they mentioned in the film. But throughout the whole trailer, the theme of the trailer is, like, board games on the screen. When yeah. it's, like, slotting in and yeah. I just automatically thought of, like, Clue the board game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, this is going to be really fun play on it. And now it's just going to be on a, a giant or tiny screen depending on who you want to piss off, a.k.a. Dad. Getting mad at us watching things on our laptops and phones. I'm okay
0: a little bit with laptops, but that phone stuff, boy, I tell you... <laughs> I don't know um i i I agree with all of the things you just said. it is a it's sort of ironic because this is a really this is not a new genre of movies. It's just a genre that has not really been paid attention to in the last really twenty, thirty years it, 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 we'll just say the last twenty years, there just haven't been a lot of murder mystery type of movies like this. And I think that Knives Out did it really, really well, was super enjoyable, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of this sort of, I think his name, uh, Daniel Craig's uh, character's name is Benoit Blanc, right? Uh, So in this sort of Benoit Blanc world or this Knives Out world that Ryan Johnson's creating. um, Two final thoughts. I... I hope it's successful. I hope it's good. And I do think that he has another one planned. Uh, I think there's he's got a deal with Netflix that he's signed. And I don't know if it's two more after this or just one more after this. But I, I sort of want him to stop making these movies so he can come and make his Star Wars movies. Because he's not going to be able to make the Star Wars movies until he's, until he's not making Knives Out movies. Uh, so I want both. I'm greedy. I admit it. And he's got a trilogy apparently going for Star Wars. So that's a huge time commitment. So I don't know if he's going to like wait to get all these other ideas out of his brain and, and onto the movie screen or if he's going to take a break from this and then come along to Star Wars. I don't know. All I know is that I'm super happy that he did that interview recently and said that he, uh, as far as he knows, his Star Wars trilogy is still happening. Um, and most importantly, we'll close out the episode with, according to GQ Magazine, what is meant by Glass Onion... Is it is the title of a 1968 Beatles track. Glass Onion was intended as a joke from Paul McCartney about who uh, about people who read too much into the band's lyrics. Fans have theorized that a glass onion is a metaphor for something both multi-layered and transparent, yeah. somewhat proving the point he was making. So, I love the fact that we uh, can be educational on the Colby cast.
2: Insert, um, po uh, post poetry reading snapping because, (laughs) I glass onion it is.
0: Yes, snap, 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 snap. I thought you were going to talk about Poe Dameron when you before you actually said post. I heard Poe and I thought of Poe Dameron, and that made me think of Moon Knight and Oscar Isaac, and the villain in Moon Knight, which is played by Matthew McConaughey.
2: Um, I. Oh boy. Um, I thought of Moon Knight and then I thought of uh, Celebration, where they're the Mando uh, yeah. Moon Knights. And then I, I saw a thing on Twitter um, of people who are cosplaying and doing their Halloween costumes already that are really, really good, accurate Moon Knights. Uh, I, they were really cool. I can't wait
0: to see that. I am. I, uh, yeah, because that should be a big Halloween thing, right? Awesome. All right. Well,. Um, that's going to do it for this episode, unless you guys have
1: anything else you would like to add on the way out the door. This episode has been brought to you by Matthew McConaughey's Lincoln commercials. <laughs> no, that's Owen Wilson in the Lincoln commercials. That's Larry the Cable Guy. Goodbye! Okay, I'm good.
0: You can find The Colby Cast on Twitter and Instagram at the Cast. If you're wordy, like me, you can send an email to Colbycast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is not endorsed by anyone or anything for that matter. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Colby cast, unless otherwise indicated.
1: That'll do, donkey. That'll do.